0: Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Lexi, happy birthday to you.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: Welcome back to To the the Dead Dead to the the World podcast. podcast i'm lexi i'm mama don and i'm tasha and guess where we are at we're all in the same room we're all in utah it's like the best day ever <laughs> it's the best day ever woohoo
1: no one i don't the know that song? song no i don't know that is that
0: i don't know that look one.
1: i already think that
0: we're more fun and entertaining with her in the room i agree it's been two <laughs> seconds in it's been like good vibes Good vibe. And
1: guess what what? happened this weekend? What? What? I'm not letting anyone forget this year. Oh, yes. It's Lexi's
0: birthday. It's my birthday. So her birthday was the day before you hear this episode. The 21st. And
1: if you want to know what we did, we went to Red Lobster. We went to Tacano's. She got
0: some, I can't tell yet, or
1: be uh, spoil the real surprise. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's all about the food with this family, Mm -hmm. if you can't tell. (laughs)
1: I'm sorry, my mom just looked at me. The only thing I thought was, like, Cindy Lou Who. Oh, do I have something sticking up? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, take a picture, take a picture. We'll we'll share. This is her recording
0: face. (laughs) I took my bobby pins out on top. (laughs) I just showed her. Yeah, my bobby pins were hurting, so I took them out. I had my bangs pulled back. So, yeah, apparently they're sticking up. I look like a cockatoo. A
1: cockatoo? (laughs) She looks like a cock. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if so, it's a small head.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, I love this. She's got a big head.
1: Oh, Lex.
0: Okay. So, (laughs) I did want to say something, though. In our uh, last episode, I just, for anybody who noticed the (laughs) F-U-O, I do know that it is UFO. And I also said that people get crucified if they acknowledge and tell people that they had a UFO experience. I think I need to clarify that that was more like back in the day, like the early 1900s. I feel like today, it's just all peace and love, baby. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love, baby. So. I mean, not really. Tell me your UFO story is what I'm saying. We wish it was all peace and love. I think we're trying. I mean, with UFOs. I just... (laughs) With F.U.O.'s? <laughs> I
1: wanted to clarify that we're well aware that not everything in the world is peace and love. Correct.
0: Correct. If you have an alien abduction story, nobody these days seems to be freaking out about it. If they have, accept in, that it's real.
1: If you have a UFO or an alien abduction story
0: and you come to us, the girls of the Dead to the World podcast, and tell us, we will accept you with peace and love. We will. And if you'll let us, we'll share it to the world because everybody needs to know. <laughs> okay. Inquiring minds want to know. I want to share really quick about a
1: little bit of our experience on our drive back oh, to Utah. I haven't even heard this. Yeah, me neither. So, well, we were driving, of course. Really? In the car? You were driving on well, your drive. Back Kyle to was technically driving. I was in the back seat with the cats. Um, <laughs> She's such a cat mom. But on the way to New Mexico, we gave the cats some um, drugs. Yeah, drugs. It was like a what do they call it? You got it from the vet, but something to calm them down. Yeah sedative that's what it is okay yeah i knew i knew the word anyways we gave it to them oh my gosh it was a flipping nightmare like it was the most stressful unrelaxing car drive of my life so then on the way back to utah this time we decided not to give them their medication because we're like okay that obviously didn't work so let's just see how it is with them just like completely it 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 was so much better they were fine they were fine yeah they were so like julia was so good she's just sitting like
0: wow mom look at the scenery outside and Barrel was like
1: i mean he would constantly be like one spot to another i'd be like dude just freaking pick a spot and lay down <laughs> like you don't need to be on dad's lap and then you don't need to be down on over here and then you need the litter box but then you don't go potty and then you go in the kennel and then i'm like oh my goodness just stay in one spot please other let, than that let he's let the fine guy live. <laughs> <laughs> you've been in a car a million times in your life that was only their second time so be nice i know and then when they got home like you can tell they're happy to be, like, back in their space. But at the same time, they're a little confused still, I think.
0: They're like, wait. I kind of think this is familiar, but yeah. I'm not sure. I
1: kind of know where I'm at. I had to show them where the potty was, the litter box, though. Oh, they were confused. Yeah, like, wait, I wait a think, minute. Yeah, like, because... I hadn't seen any of them go potty, so I took Cleo and like put her where the litter box was, and she immediately went to the bathroom. I was uh, like, oh, good. Okay.
0: Well, it's because in your apartment in New Mexico, it was just right on the main floor, right. like with their food and stuff. So maybe they were looking around the main floor going like, I don't see it. I don't, don't
1: see, see it. it. But anyways, well, happy yeah. to be back.
0: Yeah. So we are going to jump in today. The episode today is about bedwetting.
1: Ah, oh, bedwetting.
0: It's not considered a parasomnia, but all the information that I'm reading, I'm like, I think that they should add that to the list of parasomnias because it's something that happens that's uncontrollable to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like sleepwalking and sleep talking and all of those things. So I I agree. And it's something that people deal with. So we thought it should be talked about. And they deal with it at night. And we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Anything that happens at night, we're all about it or during the day anything. or anytime. <laughs>
1: anything (laughs) at all
0: all right so i got my information from dreamchrist.com what does it mean to dream of urinating a dream about urine symbolizes cleansing oh dang it i pulled the wrong information just kidding about what can i go pee really fast
1: (laughs) Uh, i'm sorry what (laughs) you gotta go pee while we're talking about pee (laughs) yeah i think you mentioned it and my body was like we'll
0: take a little short break and we will be back pee break Okay, now that I found the correct information, sorry about that. And Lexi's back from her potty break. Yes. I peed. <laughs> All right, so I actually got the information from You, Me, Mind, Body. You, Me, Mind, Body, and yep. Soul. <laughs> and this one is called, I dreamt I was peeing, and then I peed the bed. Wow. So it happens <laughs> to the best of us. It does. Yes, me. <laughs> it's happened to me. Many people have experienced waking up from a dream of going to the bathroom bathroom excuse me to find that they've either gone are going or really have to go for the most part this is a one-time occurrence and it's nothing to worry about if this is a repeated problem however you should seek help it's not the dream that's causing the accident it's the fact that your body isn't waking up to its need to urinate Hmm. so it goes through it says my experience of bedwetting but yet the article doesn't say who wrote it. So I'm not sure whose experience. I guess it's just anonymous.
1: Can I ask a question? Yes. So is that why when you're younger, is like your body has to train itself to wake you up when you need to go to the bathroom? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So well, that's, I was just thinking that. I'm like, oh, your body's
0: failing to do that. But it's very common with kids. So mm-hmm, yeah, it takes a while to learn it. Okay. So um, anyway, anonymous is experience with bedwetting. I was walking up the stairs. I felt my nightgown against my body. I was warm. Surprisingly (laughs) so.
1: Wow, that's a... I think her and that nightgown need to go get a room. I I feel like you just read the introduction to an erotic novel. (laughs) Are you calling? (laughs) I'm sorry. I was in my nightgown. I was warm. I felt it up against my body. (laughs) It brushed in between my lips.
0: (laughs) Wait, which lips? (laughs) what? Exactly. (laughs) Okay, let me try that again. Sorry, we're all excited to be in the same area. (laughs) It's good vibes over here. All right. Okay. I was walking upstairs and felt my nightgown against my body. I was warm, surprisingly so for (laughs) wintertime. You guys are killing me. Just keep going. (sighs) I was warm, surprisingly so for wintertime. My bare feet were not even cold, and usually it's freezing in the house. I made my way to the bathroom where I proceeded to do what all humans do. I peed. Ah, sweet relief. Ah, oh my goodness. What the hell have I just done? I'm peeing. I'm peeing in my bed and I can't stop. Holy crap, this is crazy. Apparently the scenario was just a really vivid dream. Wow. Do you guys want to comment your life?
1: I didn't know I paid tickets for front row seats to this show. (laughs)
0: That was some very good reading you did there. You're welcome. All right. So, so uh, let's see. Apparently, the scenario was just a really vivid dream, so much so that I accidentally let loose in real life. So now here I am, jumping out of bed, feeling the warm urine turn ice cold on my pajamas and a big old steamy stain right in the middle of my brand new mattress. Ooh. I know I'm disgusting. I'm vile. Some would even say sinister. I pissed the bed. I have never been a bedwetter. Who the hell wants to wet the bed at 26 years old? I have never in my life woken from my sleep to find myself pissing all over the place. There had to be an explanation for what I did and why I did it. I took my case to the dream book. I wanted to find out what dreaming about pee meant. Answers were provided. It turns out that dreaming that you are peeing is a sign of relief from a difficult situation that may happen soon. Yet, no book had the answer to why I dreamt I was peeing, and then I actually peed. The only logical answer I could come up with was that my body knew I had to go, thus the dream, and I did have to go, but unfortunately, I didn't wake up in time to actually go. The dream of seeing the toilet and relieving myself started the urination process. It turns out this is a fairly common occurrence, one that happens to many people all around the world, old and young. It's so common that psychologists have a name for it, false awakening. I didn't know that. Yeah. So in false awakening, your dream of waking up is so vivid and realistic that you completely believe it. And then you behave as if you were awake, but you're really still lying there asleep in bed. In a false awakening, dreamers, sorry, in a false awakening, dreamers often dream that they are doing regular, regular, regular (laughs) regular things that they need to do. Like getting up, getting dressed, brushing their teeth, having breakfast, and of course, peeing. And I have to say, I have done this before with like getting ready. Like, I know I need to get up and get ready. So I just dream I'm getting ready.
1: Oh. And then I
0: wake up and realize I'm late because I was still sleeping while I thought I was getting ready. That's interesting. I think I've
1: maybe done that like once.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It does seem
1: very realistic. I've definitely wet the bed. I have to. As an adult. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. And I'm not ashamed. Nope. No one should be ashamed. It's normal. Yep. And to, well, never mind. <laughs> well, no. I was gonna say like, yes, it's normal to
0: an extent. Yeah. Like there is an extent that maybe if it just happens once in a yes, while, that's what I mean. And not that I, I'll I'll talk not more in a later. negative way. Yeah. Sorry. Well, no. And I was just gonna say like the ones that I've had. In the recent past, it's like where I start to go and I like wake up and realize oh. I'm starting, and mm-hmm.
1: so you kind of stop like it.
0: fortunately, it's just like my underwear that are wet and You're not just the a whole bed leaky? yeah, but I remember, yeah i but I have had one instance where I like really, yeah, that's the worst though you have to get up and clean your bed in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. it's like hmm, I thought I was done with the kid stuff, but nope, I do it for myself too <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Um, it's oh, talking about the false awakening again. It's like your body has two needs to empty your bladder and to get enough sleep. And instead of sacrificing one sleep for the other pee, it tries to take a shortcut, pee and sleep. It's like your brain is lazy. Your brain's lazy way of fooling yourself into believing that it can have it all. <laughs> I thought that that was a funny way to that talk funny. about it. It's cute. Uh, though it might seem like your dream made you pee, it's likely the other way around that the brain received the signal that you needed to go and then simultaneously provided the inspiration for the dream. Makes sense. So what do you do now? Well, if this has happened to you, you should know that you're not alone. Many people go through this experience without it becoming a reoccurring problem. If it only happens once and does not occur again, don't worry about it. It was a one-time thing, and there are thousands of other people who have experienced the same thing. Bedwetting, also called nocturnal uresis, is only a problem if it's a regular occurrence. Some people have never experienced a dry period since they were kids. For others, bedwetting comes back to them after years of never having even one accident. According to the National Association for Continents, 2% of the U.S. population experiences reoccurring bedwetting. Um, If you're a teenager, it's likely that your system is just a little slow and that your body will learn to coordinate itself with time. So I thought that was okay. interesting, like as your body's going through puberty and it's making these changes, that could cause you to have a few bedwetting insta- incidents. That makes sense. And, and it explains it as there's two types of bedwetting. Persistent primary nocturnal uresis. Yep, that was very scientific. That's a big, long word. <laughs> Persistent primary nocturnal ure- enuresis is a condition that begins in childhood and is when someone hasn't experienced nighttime dryness for longer than six months. There is evidence to show that this kind of bedwetting is hereditary. Wow. So that's interesting. Adult onset, secondary uresis is for people who have experienced dryness, but then experience a reoccurrence later in life. So they were bedwetters maybe when they were younger, went for a period without it, and then it came back. Okay. According to Dr. Margaret Stern, if you've just started bedwetting after a long period of being dry, some of the underlying conditions could be a urinary tract infection, So that can make it difficult for the bladder to hold urine. Um, Alcohol, coffee, or diuretic medicines, which all cause production of more urine and can irritate the bladder. Uh, Sleeping pills. Sometimes these cause you to sleep so deep that your body doesn't wake up when it recognizes it needs to go. I think that that's happened to me before. When you were like on medication or something Mm -hmm. after surgery or... Yeah.
1: Or like if I take like
0: NyQuil or something. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, diabetes, uh, lots of urine can be a symptom of diabetes. And if that's diabetes is treated, this problem goes away. So, um, stress and anxiety, some medications. We've talked about that before too. Uh, any underlying medical condition, like pro- a prostate problem in men or a pelvic organ prolapse in women, urinary tract stones. I didn't know that was a thing. Like I've heard of kidney stones, um, but I didn't realize there was urinary tract cats. stones.
1: Can have urinary tract stones. Oh, really? Um, I've heard about it in animals. Yeah, in animals, especially older male cats
0: who aren't getting enough hydration like water. Um, Another uh, reason could be a neurological disorder, an anatomical abnormality. I can't even say that. It's AAA, an anatomical abnormality. Tongue twister. I did it. Uh, Prostate cancer, prostate enlargement. A uh, bladder cancer, obstructive sleep apnea, or a spinal cord injury. So there's like a plethora of things that could cause you to wet yeah, the bed. A lot of explanations. So what do Good you? Good luck finding <laughs>
1: <haven't laughs> which one.
0: Yeah. So then it goes on. What you know? What do you do? Uh, first of all, don't blame yourself for bedwetting. And I think that's like the biggest thing. I think there's such a negative connotation with bedwetting that people they're like embarrassed. Don't want to it. talk about it. Yeah, which is it the wrong way to think about it.
1: I mean, don't I I mean, I, I guess I would say like most individuals are probably in their you, younger years to like elementary school years Mm -hmm. usually speaking we're not talking about outliers but yeah and i would assume you know elementary school kids not going to go to school and be like guess what yeah i wet my bed but guess what i
0: bet every single person in your classroom has also wet their bed (laughs) yeah yeah no that's true and kids are cruel unfortunately um so it's completely involuntary wetting the bed and it cannot be controlled So there is no reason to feel guilty or dirty for having this problem, and there are some tactics that may help you solve the problem without seeking medical help. So try changing your diet, cutting out alcohol and coffee as well as acidic foods. Don't take diuretic medicines at bed. So basically, I think diuretic medicines are like insulin. I was thinking like uh, diuretics, as in water pills. I think that's what it is, like water pills to help you get water, like like if you're holding. Fentermine. Fetermine? It's like a weight loss medication. Oh, okay. Or it helps nope. people who are trying to lose weight. Nope, you're no. wrong. No, no diuretics wrong. is taking the moisture out of your body. Are you sure? Yeah, so like if you're retaining water, people take diuretics too. Like I think tea is – like there's different things that you can eat or like drink. Like a detox type Yeah, that like pull situation. the water out of your system and make you have to pee more. Yeah, I've actually heard
1: of people taking those for weight loss though, mom. Yeah, I know. That's oh, okay. true. It's D-I-U-R-E-T-I-C. A diuretic is any substance that promotes... <laughs> any what? what? <laughs> a diuretic is any substance that promotes the increase of the production of urine. Yeah. This includes tablets, sometimes called a water tablet. Oh, okay.
0: So So you mean I was right. Oh, wow. I was right. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Limit the fluids that you drink in the late afternoon and in the evening, but do not get dehydrated. This can actually irritate your bladder more, causing the opposite effect that you want. Try to reduce your stress levels, change your living or work condition, take a vacation, or learn stress management techniques. Try using an alarm clock to wake yourself up a couple of hours after you go to bed or a couple of hours before you wake up. But make sure you vary the time every few days so your bladder doesn't get into a specific pattern because hmm. that could That's cause a interesting. problem if you forget to do an alarm or something. Um, yeah,
1: Are you moving away from diuretics? Yes. Okay, so but, let me mention something. Or okay. are you still? Not go ahead. No, I fine. was just going to say it says that there are also fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. That could be diuretics, lemons, celery, onions, bell peppers, watermelon, cucumbers, grapes, and pineapple.
0: Okay. So I guess possibly... Maybe don't eat those right before bed. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, You could try sleeping in a different bed or moving your bed. Exercise. Um, You could find a program that would help build muscle endurance and flexibility. Some combination of weight training, including training with your body weight. Cardiovascular training, like running or stretching regime that could help improve control. Aren't there also like physical therapists, but like for those areas probably because i'm going to talk about strengthening your pelvic floor oh, okay yes oh, oh that's yes. what it's called a pelvic floor therapist those exist like yeah. uh, so the kegels your kegels
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I, mine are very weak i have a friend <laughs> i <laughs> think that was a little tmi <laughs> oh, but okay sorry. <laughs> i have a friend that just like her periods were very painful and stuff but mm-hmm. the it was she was having problems with oh. pelvic floor stuff so she oh. went to a pelvic floor therapist really and it helped The reason reason I say that is because, like, if I jump on a trampoline or sneeze, I pee pee my pants, unfortunately. Yeah, and you haven't even had kids
0: yet. I know. And Kyle's
1: like, you need to do some Kegel exercises. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: So, um, yeah, so doing the Kegel exercises can help improve your bladder and your bowel function. Uh, Losing weight. Being overweight increases your risk of incontinence, especially for women. Trying to diet or try a diet that is low in refined carbohydrates, sugar, and eliminate caloric drinks is a good place to start. No more soda. Which is sad because I'd rather drink my calories than eat them. Same. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Go to the bathroom before you go to bed at night. Wait five minutes and do it again. And then pee as soon as you get up. And then though not clinically proven to be effective, it's possible that you could teach yourself to recognize that you're dreaming through lucid dreaming techniques.
1: Mm. So
0: isn't that awesome? So yeah, you could like lucid start to lucid dream and then that way you know, oh, if I'm dreaming, I have to pee, then I better get up and go to the bathroom. Very interesting. So so this is a, if it's an ongoing problem, obviously talk to your doctor about it. Though millions of people suffer from bedwetting, only one in 12 seek help. So that's only what I'm saying. one in twelve. Yeah. So it's come like on, guys. People, don't <laughs> be embarrassed. It's like a medical concern. Yeah. Like, don't your quality of life is more
1: important than maybe a little embarrassment?
0: You know? Yeah. In the nicest way that I can say that. Exactly. So you don't have to be one of those eleven people suffering alone. There are ways that you can manage or even stop bedwetting. Before you go to the doctor, keep a diary for two or three weeks to keep track of your voiding habits. Keep a diary. I know. Sorry. That came accent. I don't know why. We're
1: not on fool's gold.
0: Okay. And all right, right. All right. Dowry. All right. Oh, the dowry. Yeah. Instead of a diary. Yeah, it did say, sound like dowry, yeah, didn't it? Yeah. They say it? that on the show. Yeah. Yeah. But they're talking about gold. I know. This is just a book. I know. <laughs> <laughs> a gold book? <laughs> that would be okay. The National Association for Incontinence has a downloadable, uh, I was going to say tablet, (laughs) template with the kind of information that you should be monitoring. Uh, You should also be sure to note the number of wet versus dry nights, your sleep quality, your emotional state, and any symptoms you're having like night sweats. When you see the doctor, make sure that you're direct and tell them that you have a bedwetting issue. They'll do physical exam, a neurological exam, and a urine test to see if they if these provide clues as to the underlying reason for the bedwetting. After this, they may help you find a product solution, recommend a behavioral change, or depending on the situation, prescribe medication that might help. In the meantime, while you figure out what's going on, you should manage the bedwetting as you need with the appropriate products like waterproof sheets, waterproof duvet cover, briefs, which is what they call adult diapers, and uh, to wear at night. So just so you know like I'm talking more about adults. I think Tasha, you'll be talking more about kids, right? Yes. Okay. Sorry thanks. I
1: shook my head yes and then realized I didn't say People anything. People can't see you. Um I was going to say one thing too, that um is it incont- incont- oh. <laughs> in con incontinence. 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 I thought she was <laughs> going to say something about the movie. No, no, no. I was just going to mention that like if you're embarrassed about it and like cuz my previous job, I worked where people were scheduling medical appointments. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the times they would say, oh, like, you know, you're asked, well, what are we seeing you for? Oh, yeah. So you could just say incontinence mm-hmm. if you don't, don't want to say, oh, say oh, I'm peeing the bed or I'm What does the bed? that mean? It it's means- the loss of bladder control. I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, I'm like, my story says that multiple times and I don't know what it means. So I'm going to clarify <laughs> right now. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, incontinence. Yeah, it just means you have a hard time holding your bladder. Okay. All right. So, um, So you could wear those adult diapers at night if you needed to Uh, people who use the product say they're much better than cleaning the sheets and clothes and if you're embarrassed by the prospect of purchasing them of course you can always buy them online some people for whatever reason find that nothing works and that bedwetting is an ongoing part of their life and that doesn't have to be the end of the world says one person i refuse to let it bother me i wear glasses because my eyes don't work well some people have hearing aids some need pacemakers or other devices or medication to help things that go wrong in the body. I wear nappies because my bladder doesn't work properly. And I, Oh, I was just going to say I like that. That's a very good way to look at it. Yeah, I like this quote a lot. I wear nappies because my bladder doesn't work properly and because none of the medications I've I have tried ever worked. It's just one of the things, as far as I'm concerned, and I no longer let it worry me. My wife prefers that I wear nappies to save the sheets, and so... That I don't pee all over her, so I wet myself while I sleep. Yeah, so what? It's no big deal. And even if I start wetting myself during the day too, then I'll just wear nappies twenty four seven if necessary. Remember, a good attitude. Remember, this is not who you are. This is simply a problem you have. I like it. I like it. So, and then I did Picasso. find just a, a little story that was I thought was interesting that this could happen. It was called. It was from madammemoir.com it said it could happen to you i peed the bed and my boyfriend was with me in it
1: mm-hmm. see I, I i i would be a little
0: embarrassed yeah so uh take it from me always use the bathroom before you go to bed even if you're exhausted to the point where you're dragging yourself to the mattress to hibernate stop and drag yourself to the toilet first it was a lesson i learned the hard way after facing one of the most embarrassing moments in my life This particular embarrassing moment occurred in college. I was getting a taste of independence for the first time ever, and I was taking full advantage of it. As luck would have it, my hippie roommate lived so close to campus that she went home every weekend to see her boyfriend. That left our room to my boyfriend and me. And he pretty much moved in on the weekends. We literally acted like the teeny tiny room was an apartment, would toast our juice bottles, dine over Subway sandwiches and sun chips, and watch cable into the wee hours of the morning. That was date night for a couple on meal plans with no jobs. I should probably add that this was all during first semester of freshman year. By second semester, those Subway sandwiches caused a big weight gain, and those late night caused my GPA to drop, so I had to get it together. But until I had the wake-up call, we were booed up together, and I was going out of my way to impress him. Even for bedtime, I dressed up cute and wore my hair to bed in a way that I know caused a lot of breakage, but it was all short shorts and high ponytails for me. As an 18-year-old in my first relationship since high school with my first college boyfriend, I didn't want him to see me anything, looking anything but cute. But he did, in fact. He actually saw me looking quite gross. One Saturday morning, we were cuddled up together on a tight twin mattress I was knocked out dreaming about something very random. The only part of the dream I can now remember is picturing myself walking into a bathroom, sitting down on the toilet, and peeing. Unfortunately, I allowed the dream to get a little too real, and before I knew it, I was feeling something hot and wet running down my legs. Yes, I peed the bed. Those cute short shorts covered in urine, uh, to make matters worse, I didn't let a little bit out, but rather most of the what was in my bladder. And did I already mention that we were laid in a twin mattress, not even a twin long, what round down my legs ended up creating a gross puddle, and we were both now laying in it? The shock of it all jolted, jolted me awake, and there wasn 't an excuse or a lie I could think of fast enough to explain how it happened, <laughs> but I knew how it happened. I had went to bed needing to use the toilet after one of our many juice toasts, yet i didn 't bother to go to the bathroom
1: <laughs> i 'm sorry. For a minute when you said juice toast again, I <laughs> was thinking that was like supposed to be code for something else. something else, and then I remembered that earlier she said they literally did yeah, juice toast.
0: It sounds to me like they're not intimate, so they're just like hanging out together. But uh, yeah, so she after one of their after their bedtime juice toasts, <laughs> didn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> Sorry. I I was wondering if you were picturing like a juicy piece of toast. Anyway, Now I, (laughs) (laughs) to be quite honest, I held the urine in because I'm a weirdo. Before I read up on urinary tract infections, I used to like the way it felt to go to bed with a full bladder. The tingly sensation was oddly pleasant for me. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyways, a few seconds after I sat up, frozen shock, my boyfriend finally woke up. He was confused and grossed all the way out. What the f? Like, what the heck happened? As he freaked out, I sat there in silence. I sat there in silence because I didn't know what to say. I also sat there in silence because he didn't need a diagram to figure out what happened. I obviously peed myself. Noticing my embarrassment and feeling sorry for me, my boyfriend stopped freaking out and said, It's okay. It's okay. We'll just clean it up. Don't worry about it. Okay. We'll get it cleaned up. Thinking back on it, if he would have acted a complete fool about the whole thing, not only would I not have blamed him, but I'm sure I would have been much more scarred by the experience. But despite his immaturity at times in our relationship, he displayed a great deal of maturity as we gathered my sheets, opened up the windows, cleaned the mattress, flipped it over. Unfortunately, all the support and maturity didn't carry out through the rest of our relationship, but that's a conversation for another day. But I can say now that his support during such an embarrassing moment has allowed this story to be one that doesn't necessarily horrify me like it used to. Instead, it just makes me laugh just a little bit due to how preposterous it was. Looking back and thinking about the massive mess, I learned to chill on my water intake before bedtime. I now use the bathroom before going to sleep, even if it doesn't feel like I drank much. I know that not everyone has a toilet dream or finds themselves in motion in bed. Uh, Based on something they're dreaming about, I've literally kicked my legs like I'm running during an odd dream. But hey, don't play yourself like I did. It's better to be safe and dry than sorry and wet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. But I just thought that was a good story because I read other ones where the partner wasn't very kind about it. And I'm like, I don't want to share that. Well, oh, I was just going to say one more thing, but go ahead, Tasha. No, you go ahead. I'm gonna switch to another article. Like that's the end of my stories, but I wanted to mention something else that I read. I didn't wet the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cheated something a whole lot bed. worse.
1: Do you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, I number twoed the bed um, because when you were, when you were dating, Kyle, yeah, when we right? were, when I was dating Kyle, because it was it was when I'd gotten my tonsils out, mm-hmm. and so it was just easier for me to be at his house because he was t- so, taking care, care of, of me. You. I had no family, like you yeah, guys well, weren't here. Anyways, I look at Tosh like you had no family here.
0: I was here, but it's whatever. okay.
1: But like, are you going to like, I know, I know it's fine. Yeah, I was just no.
0: being sassy. Yeah. But anyways, I was still in North Carolina. So yeah. I couldn't take care of you.
1: And I had like pills and I had, I couldn't talk and I couldn't like make well, myself and think, food.
0: And what was it like the pain medication was making you constipated. So you were taking like Miralax or something. Yes. And that's why and it happened. So
1: that's why it happened. But I just remember like, I was like, so embarrassed. And Kyle was like, so chill. He was like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. And I was like, it's only because you're a nurse <laughs> Just kidding, <laughs> but, but also when people are mean about it like being
0: in any kind of relationship you're going to encounter some
1: gross like stuff. gross stuff
0: happens so yeah. you can't you can't I be know. mean about it it's so true that's true but that's Go what ahead. i was going to say like i had read another article that i didn't want to read the whole thing but then it just kept coming up in my head so it was like a younger girl like in her early 20s and she was like dating this guy that was in his early 30s and they you know she had slept over and they were you know in the deed uh you know she wakes up in the morning she's like, oh I really need to use the bathroom but then he wakes up too and it starts getting frisky and she says in the article she's too embarrassed to tell him that like to stop hold up a minute I've got to use the bathroom and like I'm sorry if you're having sex with somebody and you can't even tell them that hey stop I need to pee reevaluate your uh yeah I don't want to say that I don't want to be rude, but I'm just saying like you shouldn't be that intimate with somebody who you don't feel that comfortable with. I'd have to agree. I agree. Uh, Only give
1: it to them if they're
0: nice. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just saying as a mom, I'm just to all the women out there, just keep that in mind. And don't crucify me for giving you advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just might. <laughs> okay. So who's up next? Okay. Hi. This is Tasha. Hi, Tasha. Welcome to our podcast
1: in the same room. Yeah.
0: Ah, this is so great. So I'm
1: going to talk about children, kids, toddlers, babies, the youngins, the, the sweet youngins. Um, so basically... I am going to talk in regards to some tips and tricks as to how you could prevent your child from wetting the bed. Okay. Uh, Or so, here we go. (laughs) It is from health.clevelandclinic.org. Yeah, so the
0: Cleveland Clinic. Yeah, is that where you got some of yours too? No, it's just just a popular hospital. Like the Cleveland Clinic, it's well known. I didn't know that. It's well known in medical field, I guess.
1: All right, so... 30% 30% of three-year-olds wet the bed. I would think it would be higher than that, actually. Well, I'm, I'm sure it varies. 40% of four-year-olds and 20% of five-year-olds, and it just goes down from there. So basically, the younger you are, more toddler age, the higher chance.
0: Wait, what did you say the three-year-olds were? 30%. And then four-year-olds oh, were? Oh, 40%. Uh, should that be switched around? Probably, but I got it right off the site. Interesting. So I wonder if there's maybe a little bit of a regression. Like you learn, you get potty trained.
1: Like you would think it would go, oh, yeah. I originally looked at it and just assumed it went lower, but you're right. It goes 30, 40, and then 20 as you get older. Yeah. That makes
0: sense. Well, and some three year olds aren't potty trained. So that's maybe why it's lower too. All
1: right, so here's some tips. So shift times for drinking. So increasing the fluid intake earlier in the day, and reju- reducing it, <laughs> reducing, <laughs> reducing the, the toast, <laughs> reducing it later in the day. So stop stopping the fluid intake after dinner. So essentially, once you're done eating dinner, don't really let them have any liquids.
0: I'm picturing a bunch of drunk drunk children. But what if they're thirsty? <laughs> you're drinking? Well, maybe a
1: little water or milk or something. But I think they're just saying like don't like. Give them a whole like juice Mm -hmm. box, and then sign them, and then set them bed. bed. Yeah. So, Um, scheduling bathroom breaks. So get your child on a regular urination schedule. So every two to three hours or right before bedtime, Mm -hmm. so that their bladders are empty before they go to sleep. Good plan. Being encouraging and positive make your child feel good about the process by continuously rewarding successes, and I think that's important, especially. Especially with young children, like it's such a natural thing, like just be encouraging and
0: it's okay. Yeah, with you guys, it was funny. Lexi lo- loved stickers. Like if she didn't wet, then she got to put a sticker on a chart to show, oh. like, oh, okay. wow, I'm lame. And and Tasha was money. Yeah, wh- we would give her pennies, and then if she had an accident, we'd take pennies out, and she was just <laughs> like, "Don't you dare take pennies out of that!" I sure that. So upset. That's funny. <laughs>
1: I love how I'm money in your stickers. Stickers, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, next one would be avoid thirst overload. overload. <laughs> the overlord. <laughs> <laughs> the thirst overlord. Uh, overload. So, if schools allow, give your child a water bottle so they can drink steadily all day and that avoid like an excessive thirst after school.
0: Oh, that makes sense. And that I they never just thought don't about really, that. Yeah, get like watered down. <laughs> Sorry, that's <something> weird. They <laughs> get bogged down with water. Yeah. But no, I've done that before where I haven't drank for a long time, then all of a sudden, like, drink a whole bottle of water. Yeah, in, drink like, like a few bottles of water.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Oof. I do that a lot.
1: I actually recently put a reminder on my Apple Watch to remind me to drink water like every 45 minutes. Wow. That's good. Good job, Lex. Have you, do you actually Have do, you do you it pet, or Do you, do you wet the it? bed? <laughs> no, I don't wet. Well, sometimes I've wet the bed, but. I do it. I look at it and I'm like, huh, and I'll grab my water bottle at work and take a couple sips. Good job. Good job. Thank you. So eliminate bladder irritants. Uh, Start by eliminating caffeine such as chocolate milk and cocoa. What? Oh, yeah. I forgot chocolate has caffeine in it. Yep. And if that doesn't work, cut citrus juices, artificial flavoring dyes, especially red, and sweeteners. Many parents don't realize that these could irritate your child's bladder.
0: Hmm. Well, that's interesting. That makes sense because you were saying that, like, some of the diuretics were like watermelon and pineapple and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, le- I think it was lemon. Yeah, mm-hmm. watermelon.
1: Exactly, pineapple. Um, <laughs> those are the ones I, I just like. Repeated. So those are the ones I remembered. <laughs> I just laughing that she just repeated I exactly know. what you said. <laughs> oh, did you guys not hear it? Watermelon. <laughs> um, okay, next one is the constipation could be a factor. So, because your rectum is right behind your <laughs> bladder, diff- Lex, <laughs> sorry, the word rectum just don't got Don't you me. remember in school and the teacher's like, can we all be mature? The answer is no. When we say a naughty or a... Not a naughty not word. Not a naughty word, but you know, like a...
0: Rectum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways. When we say a uh, body part. A Socially, poop word. A poop. Yeah, poop word. There you go.
1: Um, let me see. Oh, because it's behind your bladder. Uh, it, the difficulties with constipation could present themselves as a bladder problem, hmm. especially at night. So this affects, it says, about one third of children who wet the bed. Though child children are unlikely to identify or share that information about constipation. Yeah. So you, as a parent, would have to kind of think, oh, maybe it's constipation. Well, and to be
0: honest, your four-year-old probably doesn't even know what constipation is. It, it, Lexi might have at
1: four. She's I knew. Smart. I remember once being at a gas station and, well, we went, I don't know, we stopped there like really quick. It was supposed to be a quick thing. I told you I had to poop. So you're like, okay, let's hurry and go in to the gas station. And I remember sitting on the toilet and I was pushing so hard and I was like, (laughs) mom, it won't come out. And then that's where you explained to me what
0: constipation was. Oh okay did i make you feel bad about it
1: no okay good. but on average yes most young children i'm sure don't know what the word constipation yeah but i'm means. saying I, you explained it to me and i was like oh and then i knew what it was yeah. good job mom good job lex Thank you. um next one is do not i repeat do not wake up children to urinate really like don't put them on a schedule sk- yeah So it says, I did it all wrong. Mom. That's why I pee the bed as an adult. Randomly waking up your children at night and asking them to urine on demand is not the answer. It
0: will only lead to more sleepiness and the frustration of you and your child. Because I have all, and we mentioned this before, I always have to use the bathroom during the night at least once. I So one time maybe when you guys when I was potty training you guys when I got up to use the bathroom I would just grab you but I wouldn't like ask you I would just take you in and set you on the toilet and if you peed you peed and if you didn't you didn't and I took you back to bed (laughs) I'm not sure you ever even woke up to be honest but you always peed and yeah well I mean I guess that in your sense that's some advice
1: I disagree with. But continue. But I think in your sense, it was like your way of helping you not have to do more work if we did wet the bed. True. Selfish. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I think it's a little different because we weren't having necessarily problems with it. Or correct.
0: We, no, true, you weren't true. having problems. So maybe saying, it's
1: different. If you're having problems with it, don't do that.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. So like if your child wets the bed all the time, then they that could be a little scarring to constantly be waking up. Yeah, and I up. think
1: what it comes down to is that like. If their bladder not waking them up, mm-hmm. then you as a parent don't need to wake them up to make them go potty. Okay. Well, it's like their bladder not going to learn to wake them up if you're waking them up. Yeah. There you go. All right. An earlier bedtime schedule. Often children are deep sleepers because they're simply not getting enough sleep. So if you put them to bed earlier, that should help. Then they won't they be. They make it sound so simple. You I know. know, that's
0: actually smart, though, because, yeah, then you won't be as deep asleep by the time you need to pee.
1: Very smart. <laughs> Very smart. This Wow, Cleveland. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Cleveland wow, Clinic. Got it together. <laughs>
1: Cleveland Clinic. You're helping us out over there. Um, cut back on screen time, especially before bedtime. So improving sleep hygiene can also help their mind slow down so that they sleep better, so that they're like more aware. completely relaxed and like aware and just whatever. Well, got I don't it. know if that makes sense. Relaxed well, and aware. Well, no,
0: I'm just saying, yeah, they're relaxed and can go to sleep deeper in the beginning so that by the time they would need to pee, you know, five or six hours later, they'll wake up to pee. That's smart. Okay.
1: I like that. Uh, The next thing I have moving on a little bit here is, again, just to never resort to punishment. So getting angry at your child does not help end the
0: bedwetting situation.
1: Definitely not. I'm sorry,
0: Lexi. Did you get mad at me? (laughs) No. Remember, I went and got one of those... um, pads that go inside cribs to put across the middle of your bed. Yeah. And you asked me, what's that for? And I'm like, well, I'm just putting in the middle of your bed so that if you pee, it doesn't get all the bedding wet. And you're like, wait a minute, doesn't that go in a baby's crib? (laughs) Yes. And then you never peed the bed again.
1: Interesting. Well, you weren't mean to me. You just lightly shamed me, and I got the (laughs) message. And she took it and ran with it. Yeah. Um, Okay, so they do say, of course, occasionally bedwetting is a sign of something more significant in children, such as, like Mom mentioned in adults, like a urinary tract infection, also related to children, Mm -hmm. uh, diabetes, also related to children. So um, with a urinary tract infection, a urine sample can detect the infections, which a typical test could be done at your doctors. So if your children, you know, that's one thing to check out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, diabetes as a, again, a urine sample can also detect if diabetes is in children. Um, but then I did want to mention one on here that they said was sleep apnea. Okay. So if your child snores a lot or otherwise shows signs of sleep apnea, further investigation uh, should be pursued. Um, otherwise, it, this isn't a first course of evaluation of your child's bedwetting issue. Okay. And then one more thing too, I want to say that less than three percent of children with bedwetting have a medical problem that's actually
0: underlining that. So mostly, so it's, it's mostly just yeah, getting adjusted to waking up when your bladder's full. Yeah. Otherwise, it could be something else, but it's highly
1: unlikely. Okay. Well, something else that I've heard before that I just looked up really quick um, is that bedwetting in children can be a sign of sexual abuse. Really? Yes. Oh wow. I've heard I hear that in a lot of like true crime podcasts that Mm -hmm. I listen to because you know a lot of kids that are sexually abused. Right.
0: I didn't think about that before. But but,
1: um, just to cite a source on bedwettingtherapy.com, it says one of the most common regression symptoms of children that have been sexually abused is um,
0: nocturnal. And Anurisis, And anurisis. Yeah. yeah, so that's just the scientific way of saying bedwetting. Bedwetting. Yeah,
1: right. So I guess in regards to that, it would say, don't completely dismiss that as a non possible. Yeah, or I mean, Just keep that in mind. Keep that it that in mind. Could happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: hopefully that doesn't happen. Right.
1: But and then really quick, I did just want to share for all you parents out there who have children or, you know, grandparents who have grandchildren nieces nephews whatever the case may be there's a website it's www.p so p e e com so pajamas mm-hmm. but p e e got it um and so they launched in 2018 and they have made and designed children nighttime potty training Pajamas. They're kid-friendly, they're eco-friendly, they're wallet-friendly, and they're an alternative to disposables. Oh,
0: okay. So, it's,
1: like, washable um, pajamas Pajamas. with, like, a liner in it, basically. Um, And I did some research on their website. They're durable, and they won't lose their absorbency for more than 300 washes. Oh, wow. So, like... It, it saves you
0: money in the long run because you're not buying a bunch of disposables. Mm-hmm. This is not and sponsored. It, and it <laughs> Yeah, probably. this is
1: not sponsored.
0: But it is cool. And, and a way to save moms, too, from having to clean the sheets and stuff every time. Yes. And they also sell... Um, like a
1: a pad type thing you can put on the bed. Okay. And I think right now online if you buy like a pajama set and that pad you get like free shipping or like 50% off or something like that. Okay. It should be sponsored. I know. <laughs> um so they just so you know as well is the fabrics are 100% safe to come in contact with children's skin. Um also the pajamas are sold in the US. Oh, they do not. Soak them in fire-resistant chemicals. Oh, and yeah. it's important. It says it, this is important to us as we don't want to put anything on your children that we wouldn't put on ours. Mm-hmm. So they're very like
0: about that their materials are safe, like eco-friendly yeah. and personal-friendly, yep. baby-friendly, <laughs> personal baby-friendly. Friendly. Uh, well, I'm just saying that. Yeah, no chemicals, toxic chemicals. Exactly. So on their stuff. All right, that's what I had to do. <gasps> are you ready awesome. for me? Yes, yeah. Lex. okay. Lexi. Guess what? What? You're the loser. Hey, on your birthday episode, I'm sorry. Don't make me. Cry. We love you.
1: Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they all say. They're all like, "Oh, well, what, what time were we doing your birthday lunch? Do you think we could push that up? We have stuff going on." <laughs>
0: Excuse Poor me, Lexi. May birthdays. I don't know if anybody else out there has May birthdays and can, uh, you know relate to this but yeah Lexi her birthday being on the 21st so close to Memorial Day it seems like there's constantly something going on that we're trying to fit in. And we talked about that last birthday
1: because dad was in the hospital on your birthday last birthday.
0: Birthday before that dad got hurt on my birthday. He did we decided this year we were going to bubble wrap him and lock him in this bedroom so he can't get hurt. I'm pretty sure we talked about
1: last time that for your next upcoming birthday, we were going to go on like a cruise or something.
0: Get away from everything. No, but then we decided that would be dangerous. So oh, we could do that right. yeah. at the half birthday and then we forgot to celebrate her half birthday. Right. Wow. Always forgetting we about suck. Me. I'm sorry. All right,
1: birthday girl.
0: Okay, so I found an
1: article called Not Everybody Outgrows Bad Wedding. And it's Matt's story. I believe his name has been changed for privacy reasons. I was struggling to say privacy earlier. We cut it out. But. <laughs> um, and it's from continents.org. Did I say that right? Continence. continence.
0: I guess because incontinence would be not holding, so continence would be holding. Wait okay. a
1: second, continence. Is that that old? Is that the lady's name who falls in the bottom of
0: Monster House? Probably Constance. Constance. Yeah, Constance. That's okay. Constance is a name. I hope someone wouldn't name their child Constance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were talking. Sorry, we were talking at the dental office that I worked at once about like if you. Uh, didn't know the language, like what words that would be terrible to name your children but sound really pretty, pretty. like diarrhea. (laughs) Like if you didn't know what that was, it's kind of a pretty name, like diarrhea.
1: Uh, I can't get past knowing what it means. Go ahead. Continue. Okay. So Matt says, I used to consider my bedwetting the most shameful secret I ever had to carry. I'm 32 years old now, and in my mid-20s, I did everything I could to make sure no one else worked it out or found out. Mm -hmm, you know figured it out we got you there were definitely giveaways for one i was a young guy living in a share house and was washing my bed linens twice a week but that made me laugh because i'm (laughs) like we all know what they were thinking oh Oh, yeah that's true (laughs) yeah how old was he um this was in his mid-20s oh so he's good (laughs) so they just thought he was getting frisky regardless that's funny years later anyone who knows me well is aware that i still wet the bed keeping my incontinence I knew that that's probably what it meant, but I'm laughing because I didn't really know what that word meant. Um, Keeping my incontinence. Am I saying it right? Yes. A secret is a ship that sailed a long time ago. The fact is that some people wet the bed while others don't. Some people grow out of it and others don't. I just happen to be one of the ones that didn't. It goes without saying that I've tried everything I can to stop wetting the bed. For a long time, I thought that it was normal and that most people had occasional bedwetting problems. It only happened about four times a year, so as a young teen, I didn't really think about it. I tried to ignore it and continued with the bury my head in the sand approach until a girlfriend brought it to my attention. By then, it was getting more and more frequent. I didn't see anybody for my issue until I was 18. I had treatment for a suspected infection, but that didn't stop the bedwetting. Afterwards, I didn't go back to the doctor until age 21. That time I really wanted to get help. The doctor referred me to a urologist, but I will never forget how silly and small I felt when called to, when I called to make an appointment. We only deal with children, they said, as though I needed more reminding that this was something I was supposed to have grown out of, Aww, which I that's thought was so sad, rude. I know, I'm like, "What? Don't that makes me angry. If you work in those professions, be nice to people. Yeah, and don't judge." They are seeking help, and you got a job to help them. <laughs> or just don't give them your business and go find another urologist.
0: Yeah, true. That's true. I'm just saying. Somebody like, disrespects you, yeah. you. Just go to somebody else. Yep. And stop disrespecting people. Okay. Growing up,
1: I obeyed the unwritten rule in my household that wasn't some that this wasn't something to discuss. I just wish the approach had been different. If my kid was wetting the bed, I wouldn't try to ignore it. At night, I transformed into a mouse that changed the sheets silently at 3 a.m., or stayed awake during sleepovers with friends so that I wouldn't fall asleep and have an accident. That's so Aww, sad. That sad. It's also sad to be like a kid going through it alone. Yeah, and you're all. And if you try, if you try to talk about it, your parents get mad. At me, that's like goes back to what Tasha's story said. Like, don't be, don't get mad at your kids. It's not their fault. Correct.
0: That's I. Mm just makes me angry. Mama bear unhappy. claws are yes. angry. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: I am. Go ahead. My biggest fear was my friends finding out. Eventually, when I was 17, they did, and the taunts and bullying started. That period of my life damaged me for good. I was so hurt that people were having a laugh at my expense. It made me stronger, though. I often think that if I could cop that and come through relatively unscathed, I didn't need to worry.
0: Unscathed? Unscathed. He said unscathered. Oh, okay. That's fine. But we can cut out my correction. No, I, I mean, I feel like he probably meant. unscathed.
1: Okay. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he says, incontinence is certainly something that makes people uncomfortable. I have anxiety and depression and I speak freely about my mental health. But when you mention wetting the bed, people get this look, almost like they must react that way so everybody can see that they don't have that problem. It's so bad. Like bedwetting shame. Yeah, it's sad. Hashtag no shame. I have experienced incredibly cruel actions from people who just don't understand or think it's something to laugh about. A few years ago, my housemate's partner took a photo of me after I had wet the bed and posted it to Facebook. It made me feel incredibly vulnerable and I never wanted to live in a share house again. What gave me a little bit of comfort and hope was that the people who I didn't even know were defending me online and saying that what she did wasn't cool okay
0: i'm very pissed right now that's just so rude why do people not just have common sense and decency in this world i literally like dropped my jaw yeah it was like
1: (laughs) well that's like part of the reason i wanted to share this story so that people will think before before
0: they're just mean or like make jokes about stuff like that his name's matt but that might be changed but matt i am so sorry that you went through all that we love you matt
1: we love you matt my condition makes dating and relationships difficult in fairness, it really is a lot to ask of anybody. These days, I'm very upfront and tell a new partner that I may wet the bed but have prepared adequately with continence products like plastic sheets and a pull-up. Yes, I'm a 32-year-old man and I wear a pull-up to bed. Deal with it.
0: <laughs> I like his attitude. Yeah, I do
1: too. He said, I, I found that telling others about my incontinence can make... difference. I was working with a woman and after I was honest with her about my bedwetting, she actually told me that she had the same issue. I was one of the first people that she told. I really want to be a person that people can trust to confide in. That's a good way to see yourself. I am choosing to share my story with anybody who wants to read it. Anyone who is going through the same thing will understand on a totally different level. My message to you is to keep calm and carry on. You're a soldier. People who judge have no idea what you're going through daily.
0: Well, and it's just like the thing in mind, the guy said, this is not who you are. It's just a problem that you have. And we
1: all have problems.
0: Yeah. We sure do. Yeah, that just, my blood is boiling a little bit right now. Yeah, it made me upset too. So if you
1: think you may have some kind of underlying reason or have this problem or anything, you know, go. Don't be shameful about it. Don't be, just go get help. Go get help so that you can have a better quality
0: of life. And if people are rude to you, then screw them. Yeah. It's like if anybody were to give you a hard time about it, like, peace out with that friend. Yes. Not really a friend. No. They are not. Get out of there. And protect your children. You know, if they're having a hard time with it, be supportive and try to help them. Like, I just wish that his parents would have got him the Mm pull-ups or the bed or done something to help him so he wasn't by himself in the middle of the night changing his sheets you know, two or three times a month.
1: And I think that's a good parenting
0: lesson regardless. Like if your kids, ever, I feel like, ever come to you with
1: something that they're embarrassed about, make sure you respond in a way that isn't going to make them feel more embarrassed Yeah, because
0: you're their parent. They're, it's your you're job. You're who they
1: have to help them. Yeah,
0: it's your job to take care of them and protect them and to help them through these things. Yes. Oh, okay. I am just still really... I know, upset. sorry, maybe I should have gone last. <laughs> no, I'm just, it just makes me so sad because, you know, kids and even like teenagers, like everybody needs support. That's just sad. Well, and even when
1: you're an adult, sure. like adults get embarrassed still or uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. And when you were saying about, you know, your partners being with you and there's always some stuff, like this is totally TMI and we can maybe cut it out if we don't want to leave it in. But, When I had Tasha, I got hemorrhoids, which is a very normal thing after freaking pushing a baby out of your badge. (laughs) And I had had what's called an episiotomy, where they had to cut me a little bit, so Mm -hmm. I had like stitches and everything was really sore down there. And but then they're like, "Oh, well, here's this suppository that you're supposed to use." And I'm like, "How? I don't want to be filling around down there, like to try to find where it goes in. Like I'm so sore. So I finally was like, Dale, (laughs) Daddy uh, Dale, here's the suppository." I need your assistance. And I, <laughs> and I remember he like put on rubber gloves. And he was like, okay, did I do it? <laughs> but nice. he was willing to help me and he didn't make me feel bad about yeah. it. Yeah. Don't even
1: get me started on people being rude to women after they have babies. I'm just saying some comments yeah. I've heard people make, that's just a whole other conversation. But yeah. maybe let's just say this. Somebody who loves you should should be willing to do their best to help you in any situation correct in any situation and in my yeah. opinion that means parents or your spouse or something like that and mm-hmm. if they are mean to you about it or make you feel mean or you you should say something yeah that's what i think
0: yeah and if you know and if you're just starting a relationship with somebody who's mean, just like move on
1: <laughs> <laughs> your life will be so much better if you're with somebody who will be nice in those situations because they're inevitable and when you live with another person they are going to happen yep all right well thank you so much for coming to this episode and clicking on it and And listening and listening yeah
0: and not clicking off if you made it this far (laughs) (laughs) and uh you can join us next week to find out what happens when we are dead Dead to the the world. world